You're listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn, where you'll find uplifting and practical advice for everyday living, creative inspiration for do-it-yourself projects, and recommendations for books and resources that will encourage you to embrace your life repurposed. I'm your host, Michelle Rayburn. Hello to you, wherever you are, whether you're listening in the car or listening at home, maybe you're exercising, maybe you're trying to fall asleep and you're hoping I'll put you to sleep, whatever it is. Thank you for tuning in to episode number 34 of Life Repurposed. I had the opportunity to travel recently and I love listening to audiobooks. And so whenever I get to travel, to me, it's an opportunity to just listen to audiobooks. At home, I might listen to them for 30 minutes when I'm out for a walk or a quick ride to town in the car or something like that, and maybe a little bit on my lunch break. It just takes me a while, but when I'm traveling, I feel like it's a good opportunity to just listen to an audiobook. I love them just as much as I love podcasts because I can get information while I'm multitasking and doing something else. So, I took a trip to Texas recently, part business and part fun. Well, business is fun too. Um, But I took a trip and I had a lot of time in airports and on an airplane. And so I listened to two books on that trip. And I'm going to be sharing about one of them today at the end of this episode. But I was in Texas. Part of it was for the Spark Christian Podcast Conference. It was the first one ever held. And it was wonderful. It was so great to be with other podcasters. And I met some new friends and some of them are going to be on the show when I interview some of them. But I also want to share with you that I had the honor of winning an award For this show at the podcast conference, I won Outstanding Podcast Host Female, so I got to go up front and receive my award. And if you look at the Spark Christian Podcast Conference page or my Facebook page, you'll see some other photos from the conference. So it was really fun to be there. But like I said, while I was gone, I listened to two audiobooks. Both were nonfiction And neither were written from an expressly Christian worldview, although they had some Christian elements in them and some faith elements. It's just that they weren't exactly from the same worldview that I have. And yet I learned so much from both of them. And this is why I'm sharing with you and why I want to talk about this today, because it's so important for us in repurposing and living life repurposed that we see where sometimes educating ourselves with other people's worldview is important. Sometimes reading literature that is outside of our comfort zone as far as like it doesn't necessarily align perfectly with what we think. It teaches us something. Now, I give a disclaimer with that because I've had books recommended to me that other people have loved and have just hated them. So uh, there are times when, you know, like I'm not suggesting you read something or listen to a book that you can't stand just because you're hoping to learn something from it. Uh, For example, not that long ago, one came highly recommended and it was a pretty trashy book. And yes, it had some interesting things, but it just, it had It just was so outside of what I would normally read that I didn't even finish the book, even though someone else highly recommended it. But when it comes to nonfiction like this, I think it opens my eyes to read something or listen to something that helps me to see others differently, even the ones who have beliefs that are different from my own. I was raised in a fairly sheltered Christian environment, and my views have been conservative from the time I could understand anything about worldview. And yet I realized that I don't 
align necessarily with the traditional label of a conservative. And so I educate myself and learn and try to discover, you know, do I think like this just because somebody told me I needed to? Or do I think like this because this is what I learned in church? And I've questioned, you know, what is my worldview? Who am I? So as I've grown older, I've wanted to know why I thought the way I did and not just do what I had been taught. So I've questioned my religious views and my views of society and In the end, my faith grew even stronger in the process. I have a deeper sense of God's presence in my life. And I want you to know that my questioning wasn't about walking away from faith, but that's where some people's journey goes. Mine was really about diving deeply into it to be sure that I know what I think, I know what I believe, and have a sure footing on that and a clear sense of who God is, so that if somebody asks me questions, I can answer them and not just say, well, that's what I was always taught. You know, I want a better answer than, well, that's what my church says. I want to know what the Bible says, and I want to apply that biblical view to my worldview and to the people around me. So I'm approaching faith now from a perspective of, what if I had never heard of this before? Would I still believe it? And if not, or if I'm wondering, would I? That is a good sign for me to dig deeper and to look for more information and to really understand it. So this has helped me to develop conviction and passion for my beliefs. And so I'm sharing this because on Life Repurposed, it really is about how God changes us and how our views change as we grow and we mature. So my questioning, like I said, was not questioning of like, is there a God? I haven't been through that questioning, but some of you listening have. And so wherever you are on your journey, I want you to know that uh, learning and exploring is really important. So as we grow our passion about beliefs, we can also become zealous to a dangerous point where we don't want to understand others who are different. And that's why I'm talking about this on this podcast Because I've had thoughts like this go through my head before. For example, how in the world can't this person see it? The truth is so obvious. I've had that thought go through my head when I'm interacting with somebody. How don't they see it? And it makes me pull back and say, well, wait, why am I asking that question? It might be obvious to me, but that person's on their own journey. Here's another thought that has gone through my head. I should shun the people who are radically different from me. Now, all of us probably define radically in different ways, but for me, that just means somebody who has a really different perspective, and it doesn't mean that I need to shun them. It doesn't mean that I need to run away from them. It means I need to learn how to understand them. So stay with me here because I'm not suggesting that I think we should merge everything together and make one big gray area. I'm not suggesting that. I'm not suggesting that I think all roads lead to heaven or that anything goes when it comes to religious affiliation and organizations. I still have boundaries. But what has changed is that I'm willing to let others take their path of discovery while I take mine. I'm not silent about where I think someone might be merging, for example, a pagan practice with Christianity because I worry about them. Like, this is really going to... Uh, weaken their faith if they're merging too many different things together that don't align with the Bible, if that's what they're working on aligning with. But I won't press hard if somebody can't see my point. So I might 
test the waters a little bit and see if they're ready for a discussion. And if I sense at all that somebody is not ready, they don't see my point, they don't understand it, then I back off and I say, okay, let's just let them continue to explore until they are ready to have this discussion. And so that's how a friendship works when I'm not watering it down and I'm not merging everything together to a point where, like I said, it's all gray. But really, I want to respect one another and respect the journey that we go through. So one thing that has also changed in me as God has repurposed my thinking and given me a passion for caring about people in a way that I haven't in the past is that I don't disown or dissociate when God calls me to befriend somebody To me, it's all part of how God is repurposing my life and sanding off the rough edges to teach me how to be more like Jesus. And so I'd like to share a few tips for how that process has looked in my own life. And hopefully you can pull something out of that that you might be able to apply to your your life as well. One tip is that I have learned to ask questions with a gentle approach. Questions are fine, but rather than demanding an answer, I've learned to cultivate a genuine curiosity and a desire to know more about the person. And this is not because I plan to change their beliefs or to try to convince them to change to my own point of view, but because I want to know them as a human being. I'm open to somebody asking about my beliefs as well. I'm not defensive about that. I'm open to a conversation where we can talk openly about what we think. So number one, ask questions with a gentle approach. Number two, set aside fear and pursue love. I devoted the whole last episode of this podcast to love over fear. That was michellerayburn.com slash 33 if you want to listen to episode 33 and get the show notes for that. So I'm not going to talk about that very much here because I really talked about it there. But the idea of setting aside fear and pursuing love just means that I'm not afraid of somebody who's different. I'm pursuing a relationship that, again, sees them as a human being. Number three, listen and learn. This is where we often, and I'm saying we, I put myself in that category, we often narrow our listening and learning down to a point of view that aligns with ours. We choose news channels. We might choose um, books, resources, newspapers, magazines, all of these that align with our point of view. And one of the things I've learned, and I encourage you to try, is to read articles that have come from multiple points of view, even if you don't agree with them. Collect information from more than just your favorite sources and start to sift through it and see, what do I think? Do I agree? Don't I agree? There is a danger in only feeding ourselves from one point of view because then we don't know if that point of view is actually accurate. We don't get to experience it from both sides. In the resources section, I'm going to share the book that I listened to on the airplane. The book is called Love Thy Neighbor, A Muslim Doctor's Struggle for Home in Rural America, and it's written by Dr. Ayaz Virji. I'll talk about that more at the very end of the show, but he reads the book himself, and so I listened to him narrate the book, and I learned so much through his beliefs because they're different from mine, and I disagree with some or even a lot of what he said. It's not my religious point of view. 
But also, he doesn't believe the way news stations have wanted me to think he believes on some of the sources I've listened to. So I'll talk about that more at the end. But listening and learning to his point of view taught me a lot about what he, as a a peaceful, very devout Muslim who prays every day and who understands both his Bible and the Quran so well that it just helped me to learn more about him as a person. And so even though I will disagree with his point of view, and he will disagree with mine. He wasn't trying to merge them at all. So listen and learn. Number four, look for common threads. I might have a totally different stance on sacraments of the church from somebody who attends a church from a different denomination, or I might have a different thought about what the Bible says on a particular passage and how you know, the theology of it. I might have a different point of view on politics, but I can still enjoy a discussion and the pursuit of social connections with someone if I don't use our relationship to press my views. And so important that I don't look at relationships as a means of just pushing my point of view on somebody. Also, on the flip side of that, if someone presses their point of view on me, that does end a relationship for me because I'm not interested in having lunch and coffee frequently with somebody who does it for the purpose of just arguing. <laughs> so it goes both ways. But number four, listen for common or look for common threads. And the last one, number five, is apologize when you offend, but don't be ashamed of your differences. I don't pretend to think the same way as someone who is politically or religiously different from me, but I'm also not ashamed of being different. So I have to keep my thoughts and my emotions in check because without realizing it, I could easily drift towards making excuses when I cross a line and I offend and I offend someone else. You know, I go across, I push. And um, it's really important that I learn how to apologize for hurting a friend. And I can apologize without compromising my beliefs and my integrity because I can apologize for pressing, not for having an opinion, but just how I carried it out. And so I'm not ashamed to sit down and talk with somebody and admit that we're different. But Uh, My goal is not to offend, if that makes sense. So (laughs) I don't want to go any longer because it's going to be a long episode otherwise. But as I wrap up, I'm going to tell you about the book that got me thinking. So the resource I want to tell you about today as we wrap up is the book that I listened to on the airplane. The book is called Love Thy Neighbor, A Muslim Doctor's Struggle for Home in Rural America. And it's written by Dr. Ayaz Virji. If you'd like to learn more about the book or get a link to where you can find it on Amazon, I will have that in the show notes at michellerayburn.com slash 34, just michellerayburn.com and the episode number 34 after the slash. So let me tell you a little bit more about the book. This book is written by Dr. Ayaz Virji, and he is a medical doctor in rural Minnesota. The book is published by Convergent Books. Now, if you're a book nerd like me, you care about where it was published. And if you're not, just tune out for just one second while I explain this, then we'll come back. So Convergent Books is one of the newest religion imprints from Crown Publishing Group, and it publishes nonfiction for progressive and mainline Christians who demand an open, inclusive, and culturally engaged exploration of issues related to faith. So many Christians won't agree with everything that is written under this imprint, and that's why I'm telling you about 
an imprint. It's just the publisher, like the branch of the publishing house. And so in this branch of the publishing house, you might not agree with everything that is written. But if you're reading to try to understand another person, I encourage you to be willing to stretch yourself because there will be some things there that you do agree with. So as you process through and you look at some of the resources that are out there, just be aware that you're educating yourself and you may not necessarily agree. I mean, I don't agree with some denominational publications either, and that's okay. So let me tell you about Love Thy Neighbor. This is, the title is a phrase taken directly from Jesus's words when he told people to love our neighbors. And it is one of the common practices that Dr. Ayaz uses in his own life too. He's a peaceful person. And in 2013, he left a comfortable job at an East Coast hospital and moved to a town of 1,400 people in rural Minnesota. And he just felt called to go there to address the shortage of doctors in rural America. It's harder for hospitals there to attract doctors. So he's there, he's living, he's setting up his practice, it's just getting established. And then the 2016 election happened. And I'm not going to go into politics or anything like that right now. But as a result of the perceptions that some of the people in blue collar rural America had in response to the election, he and his children began to face some anti-Muslim remarks at school and at work. And even some of his most loyal patients began questioning whether he belonged in the community. In the midst of this religious persecution, in some ways, it, it's that way just because he felt unsafe. He um, had a lot of hateful things said to him. He wanted to leave. He wanted to leave the community and just move. In fact, he was lining up a job in Dubai when a local pastor in Minnesota invited him to speak at her church. And they befriended one another, and she asked him to come in and talk about some of the misconceptions that people have about what Muslims practice and believe. And he did it. He went and did that presentation, and that invitation has grown into a whole lecture series that has been well attended that has changed hearts and minds across the state and actually internationally. Um, he has traveled as well, but uh, across the state of Minnesota and around places in America, there very much is a perception in some rural communities that um, it just is not in line with the actual intent of our Muslim neighbors. And so I found this book enlightening and helpful because even though we don't believe the same way, uh, Dr. Ayaz doesn't set out to try to make it seem that way. He's not trying to say we believe in the same God. He's not trying to say we believe things exactly the same way. But he does show how the Bible and the Quran have some similarities. And his goal is to help the reader see that some of the very same accusations that have been thrown his way could also apply to Christians if we take things out of context. So it's really just about challenging us to think and to understand and step into somebody else's shoes. And so it's not meant to be controversial, but really meant to teach compassion. I, I found that it really helped me to understand from his perspective. So as I wrap up here, <laughs> I could go on and on. Um, but really, I'm, I'm about educating myself. And in turn, I get to educate you on some of the things that I'm learning. So as you go out and you live your own repurposed life, I encourage you to look for where your own assumptions get in the way of seeing people as humans. 
I encourage you to seek to understand before trying to convert someone to your conviction. So be blessed and I'll see you next week. You've been listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn. Check out tips, resources, and inspiration at michellerayburn.com. I'd love it if you would subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, or Spotify. I'd also love it if you would like, review, and share the information about this podcast with your friends. Thank you so much for listening. 